judo actually means the gentle way and it's about using skill and control and movement rather than strength and force to win a contest. My name is Lisa Kearney and I'm a full-time Irish international judo athlete. My club is Yamakwai Judo Club in Belfast and I have just turned 23 years old. You need to be super fit for judo. You do need to be quite strong as well. It's not like other sports where if you're the strongest or the fastest, you win. You need to have good tactics. And I think that's one of the reasons that I really like judo. It's such a fast moving, dynamic sport. I'm Kieran Ward, Lisa Kearney's coach. I'm the only Irish person who's fought in two Olympics, but I'm sure that'll change now with Lisa. Spent a lot of time training Kearney, coached by former international Kieran Ward represented Ireland in the Olympics. Because Kieran has experienced two Olympics, he knows exactly what it's like. All the emotions, all the thoughts, what it is like to prepare and compete in an Olympic Games. As well, Kieran has been my coach since I was eight years old, so we have quite a strong athlete coach bond. He knows when to push me more, when to pull back a bit, or when to say things or sometimes say nothing at all. Judo has been an Olympic sport since introduced in Tokyo in 64, and until Athens, it was the only martial art in the Olympics. Taekwondo joined then. It's about 120 years old. Well, the aim of judo is to throw someone onto the flat of their back. There is no striking in judo, there's no punching or kicking. It would be more similar to wrestling than karate or anything like that. But she's in trouble. Gurney, there's no pushover on the ground. She uh, managed to get Kimberly into an Osei She's got some throwing skills. I think she won her first senior Irish title when she was 12, which was a record at the time. I think she was cadet, junior, senior Irish champion all at the one time for about two or three years. Once she started fighting in continental Europe, she was doing very well. So at the age of 15, 16, then she won the Commonwealth tournament. She was the youngest ever person to win the Commonwealths, which would be the senior British number one. And then that was the trigger for taking this judo thing a little bit more seriously. It has been a really tough two years and to achieve what I set out to do by the end of it is the most amazing feeling. After two years of such intense hard work to have qualified for the Olympics, it's hard to describe what that feels like and I'm so glad that all the hard work has paid off. There's been a lot of ups and downs in the last two years and I think that I've come out of it a much stronger athlete. It was a very steep learning curve for everyone, myself included, to the extent that once she was a year into the qualification process, she wasn't really training at all. It was just fight, recover, fight, recover. So when she picked up a knock in January and she had some enforced rest, it's quite possibly the best thing that ever could have happened. That enforced rest will benefit her during the summer. And we're already starting to see the evidence of that. If she's given rehab to do it, she'll do it to the nth degree and that has stood by her, you know. The series of operations and stuff she had between like 17 and 19, the way she came back was phenomenal, you know. 
The sports psychology at that time was very important because it's hard not to go insane when you're injured, when you're used to training so much and then all of a sudden you're stuck, you can't do anything. So psychology was an important service that I used at that time to keep my mind sane. I mean, she's great. She's a very humble wee girl and would be quite uncomfortable with all of the attention that she's getting, you know, would be quite puzzled about it. That's certainly not where she's most comfortable. But the kids all here, of course, they do. She's the poster girl of Harry Studio. Lisa comes in and shows us all of her medals, what she wins in like, the Irish Open and all. Lisa's from our club and she'd come down to the club and show us some techniques and she would inspire us to do better at our judo. A lot of the kids have t-shirts for the Olympics with Kearney Ireland on the back, which is what you would get on your judo seat. God, I just think it's absolutely brilliant, you know, that they're getting involved even though maybe they're not going over to watch, they're still getting involved and they're getting excited about it. Realistically, she is going to be in the best shape she's ever been in. And then we're looking for the best performance from her. Lisa can catch anyone in the world. She's beaten half the field already. She's come close with maybe three or four, and then three or four, she's still a couple of matches away from challenging. But in any given day, she could catch anyone. My aim is to give the best performance that I possibly can. And I know if I give the best performance I can, that I will do well. My main focus for the Europeans was to go out and try and qualify in the 100 metres breaststroke for London. And so that happened and I was very, very pleased, obviously, and that gave me a good boost for my races, which were to follow, because that was the first event. I was land second and I just went into the final and gave it everything. I'm Sarika McMahon and I am 17 and I train in Belfast and I live about 30 miles away from there. It's unbelievably close, the difference there was between the gold and the silver. And also the bronze was very close too, but it was 0 0.02 of a second, so that's two hundredths of a second between me and the gold medal. You can't blink that fast. It's unbelievable how small that amount of time is. But it makes all the difference, really. I was just so pleased to medal at my first European. Nigel Ringland, this summer I'll be the Olympics correspondent for the newsletter in Belfast. Sarika McMahon, 17 years old, one of the top stars of any Irish sport and one of the top prospects. Nobody should be under any illusion that she's just going to London 2012 to have a wee swim in the 100 metres breaststroke and enjoy it and be quite happy with that. She hates being beaten. She's such a great racer. When you're in the water, all you think about is how you can edit your stroke to make it go faster, and it's really, really enjoyable. It can be really, really hard work, but I love it when you do a really, really good set. It just feels really rewarding in the end because you know that that'll help you swim faster in a race. I just finished my AS levels, and I'll be doing my A2 levels next year, which is my final year in school. So I have other things to concentrate on as well as swimming. Many girls my age probably are doing a lot of different things, but... I don't mind because at the end of the day, I only get one shot at this. When she gets to London, make no mistake, she wants to be faster than she's ever been before. 
and I'd be shocked if she didn't at least make the semi-finals of the 100 meters breaststroke. You know what? Once well, she's in the semi-finals, no one's what Sariga's mentality is like. An Olympic final, it's not entirely out of the question, which would be an astonishing achievement. And watch out for her. Her name is going to become synonymous with Irish swimming for the next eight, ten years. I always wanted to go to London, and sometimes it did seem a little far-fetched, but my coach and all the support around me has been fantastic, and I couldn't do it without any of them. Sport Northern Ireland have been absolutely fantastic in helping me, as well as my two coaches, Bobby and Catherine, and my mum. I think that goes without saying nearly, because she drives me to the pool every single day and everywhere. I never get nervous before competition, never, ever, ever. It's just something I've learned over the years to deal with, and I just get excited. While I'm sitting in the call room, I'll just be really, really looking forward to my race. Some people say it's very strange, but I just love racing, absolutely love it. And there's no reason for me to be nervous at all. If I know I've done the work for the race, then why should I be nervous? And I suppose that's a lot to do with my coach as well. He sort of trained me to do that. Niall Kelly, sports journalist. She actually has the potential to be Ireland's greatest ever, I think. Not to put any pressure on her, but she's at that age and she has that pedigree that she's shown that she can actually be the star of Irish swimming for a long, long time to come. I think if you look at what she won last year, she won nine gold medals at the National Long Course Championships, eight at the National Short Course Championships. That's 17 domestic gold medals. She won two gold medals at the European Junior Championships and she won three at the Junior Commonwealth Games and she won silver at both the European Junior Championships and at the Commonwealth Games as well. Now, I don't know where she keeps these medals because she just keeps winning them. She is just that good. I mean, I'm going to London for the experience. That's my number one priority, really. Obviously, in four years' time, my goals might be slightly different. Well, I'd hope they'd definitely be different. I think with Olympics, athletes fall into two categories. There's some athletes who are going probably to experience the first Olympics, and following that experience, they're aiming to maybe peak their performance at the next one, which would be real for some of them, because we've got young athletes like Sarika McMahon, Lisa Kearney and so on, who are very young. This is their first Olympics. It's magnificent that they've qualified. They're going to go there and perform, but whether they're performing at their absolute maximum, they're probably too young. Peter McCabe, I'm the Athlete Services Manager at the Sports Institute Northern Ireland. I'm definitely focused on four years' time, but I'm just so happy that I did make London. I think that was a very important step for me in the road to Rio. It is fantastic to say, yeah, I can go to London at 17. I just cannot wait. I am so, so excited. And we'll just have to see where that personal best, hopefully, which I'll do, where it'll take me. My name's Natalia Coyle. I do modern pentathlon. It's built up of five sports, so in the morning you'll start fencing for about three hours and then you move on to swimming and do 200 metres freestyle. You move on to riding afterwards. This is where you ride a horse over 12 fences. And then you've got the combined in the evening. The combined is the running, the shooting put together. All in one day, it starts in the morning and it'll end of the night. So I'm on the last day of the Olympics as well. I'll be the last Irish athlete to be competing because the marathon's on that day as well. It was started by the founder of the Olympics and he wanted to make it 
as an athlete, the most complete athlete that he could find. It's supposed to be like a modern soldier as well, so I suppose you could drop me wherever you want and I'd be able to find my way. I don't know if that would work out too well, but that's basically how it started. And it's been in the Olympics a hundred years now. Women's is only a recent added to it, so it's lucky, like I'm really excited. I started through Pony Club, through the Irish Pony Club. I kept going through that. I wasn't very good when I started. Didn't even make the media team, really. And then about a year later, still working hard, I was winning nationals, was on the international team, won the internationals, and then thought, I don't want this to end. I've been training hard, I'm not going to put this all to rest. And then Aina, who trains with me the whole time, Aina Bailey, he also competes. He introduced me to fencing, and that brings the five sports together. So did the five sports we weren't really that competitive at the start and then Lindsay Whedon came along 2009 was my first international and she'd set up the high performance program I was training really hard over the winter there so compared to most athletes I'm relatively inexperienced so it's a great opportunity to go to London Natalia Coyle of Ireland putting in a really tough push here and she could well take this one and wow that's an incredible touch um, a really strong swim from Natalia Coyle what a great finish from the Irish girl the Institute of Sport and the Irish Sports Council and the Olympic Council, they've really helped. You know, you've got to be able to balance things really well. A 25-hour training week, just like, I suppose, every other athlete, but you really got to balance things. You don't want to be having eight hours of training on one day and then doing two the next day. It's all about balance across the board. And I'm in college as well, so I was putting that on top of it. And it was a bit of trial and error, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, but you can do it. It's just difficult and a bit tiring. I do about six to eight hours of swim in a week. Then I have five runs. I do two gyms, I do four shoots which combine sometimes into the runs, then I have three fencing which are from about hour to two hours and then I have three individual fencing lessons which are all to do with tactics and technique just correcting some little minor errors and then we ride once a week as well. I suppose the main thing it is endurance, you're going for the whole day. It's not an endurance as a triathlon where it's over a couple of hours. It's over the whole day. You know, everyone's packed up and gone home and we're still there, keep going. It does take a lot. You really need to be comfortable and ready to compete for a long time. And it is difficult as well. But I've got a great team behind me, a massive team in the sports council. Like, there's a team behind the team. And they keep me together, grounded and competitive. I couldn't ask for anything better. Well, London, I'm just looking forward to get a good performance, good score on the boards, really. I want to compete as much as I can, as the best of my ability. But it's all about stepping stone to Rio, really. That's where I want to get my main performance in. And I'm really lucky that I qualified for London, and I'll give the best opportunity that I can. I think my biggest achievement this year has been jumping the Olympic A standard. I think I've done it five times now. It's also been a nice accomplishment to qualify and compete in the European Championships. And then last summer, I qualified for the World Championships in Daegu. So that's really been the biggest stage I've been on leading up to London. And now the big one is becoming an Olympic athlete and being able to represent Ireland. I'm Tori Pena, and I started pole vaulting in high school. One of the things I was really into for years, and I kind of had to give up because of pole vaulting, was I Irish danced for about eight years very competitively, and that was actually my first time over to Ireland for the World Championships in Killarney in 2003. But pole vault went over in the end. It was my brother who vaulted in high school ahead of me, and he just recommended that I try it out. I was lucky because... Where I grew up, we had great facilities and really great coaching, and it really takes that to kind of get your foot in the door. Luckily, I was just in the right place at the right time with a really dedicated coach. 
It's such a competition with yourself and it's so rewarding when you do get things right because for the pole vault to go well, so many things have to line up on the right day. And it's such an addictive sport, I think. Once I started it, I just couldn't get enough of it. There's a sprint, there's a jump, and then there's this gymnastic ability at the end. So in a lot of ways, the run-up is similar to a long jump run-up. You have to have speed, you have to be able to jump off the ground, but then once you jump off the ground, I think you have to have a couple screws loose in your head to want to actually pole vault and go up in the air and throw your body upside down. And I think it's that fun element and almost that fear factor that is so exciting and enticing about the vault for the people who love it. This is uh, Tori Penner who is uh, competing for Ireland now. She switched from the USA to compete for Ireland. She's the national record holder, 4.52 this year. By joining the Irish team, it just really gave me the support I needed. And it was kind of just, I'd always wanted to travel and see the world, and this is just such a good way to do it. It just really seemed like the natural decision, and it gave me the opportunity I needed as an athlete to develop and get that international experience. It's been great. I would never look back. <laughs> You know, it's a huge accomplishment. I just think any way you look at it, in so many sports, the Olympics is really the ultimate in goals. And to see it through now, we're so close. It's a big event for me and my family, so it's very exciting. The big goal for me would be to make the Olympic final, and it's something I feel confident that I'm capable to do, but it's not gonna be a walk in the park either. I'm gonna have to show up there and really perform on that day and hopefully make it into the final, so I'll give it my best when I get there on the fourth. I first got into rowing 15 years ago, just got picked up in a school by a rowing coach that was back in Latvia. I didn't really know what I was going for at the time, but I just thought it's a challenge, so I'll just go and give it a go. And since then, I just fall in love with that sport and can't get out of it. I'm Sanita Puspor. I'm rowing for Ireland at the Olympics 2012 in the singles calls. And then closest to you, Sanita Puspor for Ireland, who was fourth in that Olympic qualification. That's a great achievement. Being selected to row for Ireland, it's a big honour for me because I'm not Irish, I'm Latvian with an Irish passport. So I really feel like it is an honour. You don't get that every day and... It doesn't happen like that in many countries. I'm really happy I could do it, and I'll try to make Ireland proud of the Olympics. My name's Adrian Cassidy. I'm the chief coach of the Irish rowing team, and I'm coaching Sunita the Olympic Games in London. She's very determined to achieve the things she wants to achieve. It's not always been easy, and a lot of the stuff she's needed to do, she's found very difficult, but she does try as hard as she needs to. We moved to Cork last year just because we just had to make a choice if I really wanted to have a go in rowing and see how far can I get because Olympics were kind of on the agenda at the time and yeah, the rowing took the priority, if you can say so. So we had to move to Cork just because of rowing, because of me. My husband Casper is the biggest support, I have to say, because it was... December 2009, unfortunately, he lost his job. There was a big thing about SR Techniques, and he was working there. And the good thing came out of it that I could actually start training properly and put more hours into training. 
So he was the one who was minding children, making lunch, making dinner for mommy. Sanita Puspor, not exactly the Irish name you would expect, and that's because she hails from Riga in Latvia, where she was born. As I got more and more competitive and kind of my plans were going towards international rowing as well, I had to make a choice to go for Latvia or to go for Ireland. I remember that was April trials 2010 when I got asked the question if I'm going to go for Ireland, and... They gave me a week or so to decide what I'm going to go for, but at the time they were actually asking me, I already knew the answer, I'm going to go for Ireland. My family's very excited. They'll be going to Olympics as well, and it's great for kids just to see that. They're only four and five, but they keep walking around and telling people, oh, my mommy's going to Olympics, which is so cute. And I hope they'll enjoy it and remember it for the rest of their lives. How she'll do at the Olympics, it's hard to say. Making the B final would be a great result. We're really going to go there. It sounds cliche, but just try to focus on producing the three best races she can. And then the best results will be whatever she gets. My plan for the Olympic Games is to go faster and harder than I did before. I've been working quite hard these weeks to improve my strength and my power and my technique as well. So I'm thinking about top 12 and up. We'll see. Sometimes when the weather is really bad, I just come into this room here. It's a mini gym. I have a treadmill and a few weights thrown around. I'm Olive Lucknan and I'll represent Ireland in the women's 20k walk. This is Emer, my daughter, who's six years old, and Emer is going to be with us at the Olympic Games in London. It's her first time to go to the Olympic Games. What are you going to shout when you see Mummy racing, Emer? Good luck! <laughs> A typical day for me would be to train in the morning. I do about 20 kilometres every day, about 120k a week. I take a day off. I don't even think about it at the stage. And then in the evening, I'll go to the gym as well and do core work. One day a week then where it all gets lumped in together and I go off there for 25 kilometres. That's usually on a Saturday morning, so I get the Saturday afternoon off as a result. This is my fourth Olympics and I suppose I'm older than when I <laughs> went to my first Olympics. So as you get older, the rest and the recovery becomes more important because you're so strong from years of work. It nearly takes precedence. going to come home. What an improvement on her Olympic Games performance of a year ago. A first major medal and a world championship. For... My first aim would have been to win a national medal. And then when I won a national medal, I was hoping to make an international competition. And then I suppose the next thing was to make a big one. And that was the Olympics in 2000. So I suppose I started taking it pretty seriously a year or two before the Olympics. I mean, I was always inspired by the Olympics. I was only four when the Games were on in Moscow and I vaguely remember some of the boycotts. Even as a child, they captured my imagination. It wasn't that I thought on a random day that I'd qualify for the Olympics. It was all little by little and step by step. I wasn't the sportiest kid on the block. It was four girls in my class in national school and I used to hope someone was missing because that was my only guarantee of a medal when I was very little. But then, of course, as I got older, that changed, <laughs> grew a bit. Um. 
as a female athlete, it would be great to think that girls would see us, the likes of myself, Katie, Derval, and say, I want to be an athlete or I can do that too, in the same way as I would have looked at Katrina McKiernan and Sonia O'Sullivan and said, yes, it can be done. I admire some women. I also admire many of our male sports stars and the commitment that they show. But it would be brilliant to think that girls would see me and say, right, I can do that. I want to perform better and I want to have a higher position than I've had at the Olympics before and my highest position to date has been seventh. I'll do everything I can to be the best that I can and leave nothing to chance. I want to go, I want to discover what my limits are. I haven't reached them yet and I'm there to figure that out. Winning Women is an Athena Media production for News Talk made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. Thank you.